0: Girl, the girl
1: yeah hey
0: I, I, I fucking hate this see this is the most informal intro to a podcast ever <laughs> I the staged bollocks so uh we've got uh we hadn't done a podcast for a while we've been missing this is series x just fucking get on with it man me. So, as we get on with it for the first time in ages we've got a guest on and to be fair let's not blow him up too much nick uh, <laughs> he is a bit of a fucking legend, isn't he when I was writing the thingy out the other night, I was like, fucking okay, hell, I'm fucking proper licking his ass here, right? <laughs> I felt like saying he's a bit of a blagger as well. That's what
2: I've got, <laughs> mate. The graft, is that set, man? <laughs> <laughs>
0: nothing no, else? Listen, we got you on because well, I, I was chatting to Nick about something that you posted out there and it was relatable to me, relatable to obviously Nick, and it will be to a hell of a lot of the guys. And it gave us a kick up the ass to start doing these again. Um, and I think it's a class topic to open up with. I don't think there's anyone better to speak about it, if I'm honest, just because, like I said, really, sheer graft of what you've done over the years. Um, yeah, within the industry, outside of the industry and all of that tackle. But I won't fill people in on that. You just give yourself a brief background. How long are you giving him, Nick? How long are you giving him?
1: 90 seconds.
0: 90 second intro. There you go. It's
2: not being that nope. interesting anyway. On, so that, this journey started off in pure gym anyway, so... PT in Pure Gym Bath Street, met the legends, well the first legend I met was Ant, he gave me a wee bit of a run through and the business, Nick wasn't there that day and then I just grew my business in Pure Gym, it was a fucking riot, although I was a busy PT, it was a chaotic 50 hours a week, Monday to Friday, trading time for money, classic fucking shit that we've been teaching not to do these days and Ant was teaching, Ant and Nick were teaching that at the time but I fucking wasn't listening too much, got like a bit older. Then I became assistant manager in Pure Gym, gym manager. Started running my own business after that, Nitrofit, which was a boot camp slash ladies only gym. And then I started dabbling in the whole mentorship stuff because I learned from these two legends, to be honest. Everything I learned the foundations of what I teach now is from these two legends right here. So I always love to give back the credit of like the two the godfathers I call them, mentorship. <laughs> And to be fair, like, though, this is the truth. Some of the most genuine guys in, the, in this business because we're going to tackle you a bit later. We don't want to be too negative about it, but these two guys are fucking genuine, genuine people who like to help.
0: Well, that was a nice intro, wasn't it? Okay, Very man. nice, one.
2: Very and nice. And a a few lads. That's the fucking truth, man. I say it all the time. Hey, you're a good lad.
0: Hey, do you know what? Well, first of all, I've lost my notes for this fucking podcast, so <laughs> give me a minute to find them cunts. Um, But second of all, just to touch on your point of what you just said is that obviously we've been in the industry for a long time and I think it seems to be like, especially in our world now, I don't know if you agree, Chris, is that seemed to be potentially a negative because times and things have changed slightly. I know we're going off topic here, but I can't find a mm-hmm. fucking note. So um, what, what do you think about that? Do you not know, understand what I mean? I hear people say, yeah, yeah that's yeah. an obscure way and use this and that. What, what do you think about but The that? only
2: thing that's truly changed mate? And I know what you're you're talking about here is like the industry looked like it was going to change and it did change technology and all these fancy make this amount of money and this amount of time mentors and stuff like that. But the the, the truth is that the foundations have never changed. The foundations remain the same. The simple stuff still works. The caring for clients like the PTs do, like we do for our, our mentees or whatever you want to call them, that's never changed, man. It's just the fluff and the fancy shit behind the scenes that looks like it's changed. That's all just smoking mirrors, man. The truth is it's, it's, it's not fucking changed, mate. The truth is it's like the stuff that still works worked 10 years ago, man. Caring about people, putting a couple of strategies in place. There's not a million strategies to create a fucking successful business, man. There's probably one, two, three things that work. There's just a fancier way that people like to blow up and make it look super special, and it's not. That's the truth.
1: It's almost like the, the weight loss world from... exactly. same. Back in the day, it's the same thing. It's just remarketed differently.
0: It's set me, it's all bullshit.
1: <clears throat> mm. That's
0: right. Your sound sounds really good, then not it? Have you got a little snidey microphone? Because I have not
1: know. You know.
2: Right, so I fucking showed up with this mate, because I didn't like <laughs> to let your boys doing man. I used to have
0: just show up with the fucking Zoom one. <laughs>
1: I'll go and get this 99 Amazon Best Buy. I look like a prick
0: now. <laughs> 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 I was going to comment on one of his reels when he's got the music in the background and his microphone. Oh man, I like, know. I'm listen, I'm looking at him. I want to put
2: on record that none of the reviews have recorded again,
0: mate.
2: <laughs> 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 oh, it's been nice to some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, that's going to be one of the things like getting caught up in the other other shit that doesn't matter man fucking well, so then, you,
0: you tell us how we got to this point on the podcast what did you post where I was like that's a belter so we need to talk about it." yeah I mean
2: so the way I posted it probably wasn't the best like you're saying with the mic and the fucking books in the background blah 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 but the point was that your business shouldn't define you as a person as a human being so and it's something that I think the three of us here can all agree that we've let it affect us even probably still now we're probably better at it now but fucking for years and years it's like all I was was this PT business owner or a guy has a mentorship now and you get dragged into all that comparison, checking other people they're up to and then try to compete with them in some way, which is just fucking silly. So basically the point in the real was don't let your business define your life. There's way
0: more important things in your business. And it's a dangerous fucking game to get into. And it It is a dangerous game because The reason why, obviously, you you put content out to resonate with personal trainers and it absolutely resonated with me because obviously we've all been through it at different stages and we've all had different upbringings, lives, situations, scenario, kids young, like you've gone traveling Nick all over the place and stuff like that and I, I think obviously we've got three different perspectives on things but I've all probably gone through it where it's negatively affected us let's be honest uh and the people around us on or, or in, and in some ways obviously as a, as a byproduct of it sometimes it is positive but a lot of the side it's like the dark side of the fitness industry that no one really talks about is do you know what I mean is in a sense of how it can consume you and how you do attach your fucking full-on emotions to the business to a point where I remember in the build-up to having Lexi when, when I was 24 so at that point, I've been PT in six years, and i would probably only just found my feet. I literally just started to understand what I was doing. I was just fucking blagging it in the previous four or five years. Um, and I, I, rem- I genuinely remember, I can picture it now, leaving the house at five o'clock, let's say five o'clock in the morning, and getting home at 10 o'clock at night was the absolute norm five days a week and doing the same more or less on a Saturday until two o'clock and then you've obviously got your training in that and then you're constantly obsessed about how you look how you train and all of that consumes you and all of that type of shit and it literally takes over to a point where what you do is just clearly not sustainable in the slightest and everyone throws it away as like you're burnt out but it affects you in like loads of different ways doesn't it
2: Absolutely, mate. I don't know if Nick wants to jump in here before I start talking absolute garbage for about three minutes solid.
1: No, mate, I, I agree. I don't think you actually realise it. Um, and one of the... It was actually quite recently, I, probably like last year, about 18 months ago, we were at a talk, um, and maybe maybe just before the pandemic, maybe just after. I don't think it was your event, Chris. But one thing that triggered me... I don't think I've told Ant this, but we always obviously do intros, don't we? We always intro, like, this is us, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was an intro that it might have been Performex. And Ant Ant said, um, instead of a normal intro, he said, I'm a dad, I'm a partner, I'm a this, I'm a that. I'm like, fucking hell. Every time I intro myself, all I am is... A coach and i do this and i'm like whoa you put so much identity based on what you do because and i think it's that it's that gray area of the industry isn't it because we all are born into this industry through passion and usually that passion stems from us not being very happy with ourselves making a bit of a change physically going to the gym or doing this or doing that and going oh I quite like this actually i could earn some money I want to give other people that. And when you come into that, it's like, you, it's your lifestyle already. And you and then it kind of merges into this kind of grey area where it's your, it's your life, but it's also your job. And I don't know how to, like, turn this off and turn that on. And then, obviously, because you get told yes and no all the time from clients and rejected and, and whatnot, it's like, you're rejecting me as a person, not my not my offering, for example. Yep. And you pin all your identity basically on that without even without even really realizing it.
2: Yeah. You're spot on about the aunt thing there when you find that people when you meet people at like weddings and stuff like that and you don't quite know them, but they're maybe friends of somebody that's getting married and they're like, oh what? the first thing they'll probably say to you after your name, what is it you do? You're like, fuck's sake. Yeah. I mean like well my dad's like aunts are my dad's you know what I mean? I'm a, I've got brothers, I've got sisters. I enjoy doing X, Y, and Z. But we turn around and say, oh, I'm a. I'm a PT business mentor or I run my own businesses or whatever. Like it matters. But all that's really happening, again, we're probably going off topic in a wee bit, but no. all that's happening is they literally want to place you somewhere on the, the social hierarchy ladder. That's what That's what we're doing, really. And we might do it subconsciously as well. So I've tried to avoid asking people that question though, when I meet them. Like, what is it you do? Because
0: it fucking doesn't mean it. Mate, do weirdly enough, um, we talk about this because listen, I'm from a similar background to yourself, is in a is in a sense of obviously like I'll put it lightly, I got you get dragged up in the fucking shitty area in fucking Gorton in Manchester. And if you do anything of your life, you've done all right. You've done all right if you're not a drug dealer or banged up in strange ways, you've done all right. Do you know what I mean? So I think you've it stems from like always, it stems from youth and, and kind of how you were brought up and stuff in, in a lot of the cases and how you see yourself and how all of that type of stuff. You, when you grew, dragged up and brought up around them areas, when you come into the industry and when I come into the industry, I was competitive. I wanted to win. I, I, I definitely compared whether it was good or bad. Um, I definitely had underlying insecurities, even though I didn't tell myself that, that affected my business that I talk about freely now and everything that definitely affected my marketing, my sales, how it viewed things. All of that was just confidence, a lack of confidence. And now you can know, I couldn't have openly spoke about this 10 years ago. You just wouldn't, right? But then something that I find myself speaking about more and more these days, and I always say on every course or workshop I deliver, is, is that I underestimated how important it was to have values as a person right now i sat there i remember sitting there when i was at fitness first on this three-day success business course i remember sitting there and this guy called keith delivering this course i'll never forget my first day and his first topic chris was values and i was like you imagine me at 28 years old probably geared out my mind thinking you are what i'm i'm here so you're going to teach me how to get clients and i'm airy fairy bollocks like values what am i what am i and honestly, the more you go through your career as a as a PT or as a coach or you know what you start to look back and I, I predominantly I had a lot of corporate clients. So like corporate CEOs, I didn't pick them out or anything like that. It was just where my demographic was within the city centre of Manchester. It was around a load of offices. So as I started to get more and more of them, the more and more I seen a trend in them. I'm in full flow here. So your fucking teams going yeah. Jesus Christ, man. That's there crazy. we go. And um, the more and more I've seen and what they said was how unhappy they were at certain things like we never got to see the kids grow up. They they never really um, spent a lot of time with them. If they had any regrets of growing a business, it was always about not having enough time at home. They were always had their kids had underlying problems with regards to confidence and being out there. And although they didn't need potentially a male in their life, it kind of missed their dad's impact on their life because mom was a stay at home mom who looked after them. And that stayed with me a lot. And what we do a hell of a lot of the time now is when we speak to people, new people we've never met before. So like coaches who will book a call to see if the mentorship's right for them, all of that. Literally the first question we ask is, tell us a bit about yourself. And like, and I used to use that as my first question after I started to understand coaching, you know, when I was a coach. Yeah. And people you sit back and go, Well, I do this, I do that, and oh no, tell us a bit about you. And everyone is genuinely set back by it and goes, okay, you feel like I'm in an interview. That's their natural response. Because I just want to learn more about you than I do about your business right now. Because that's more important to us. It's so true. And when you were saying something, it was popping in my head.
2: I mean, it's a bee bit off topic again, but when that guy, Keith, was delivering that to you, at that point in your life, you were only ready to hear that message. When you first, you next first done, the first ever meeting I sat in, and you talked about a target demographic, I was like, these two guys are dicks, man. (laughs) What the fuck would I you want to want to do? You weren't
1: even there. You called you a dick.
2: I want to coach everybody. I want to, I want to coach. I can coach everybody. That's what I thought. So the point in that is like sometimes in life, we're not ready to hear a certain type of message. But I think is that our jobs is in the mentorship or coaches or whatever you want to call us, is to try and help the younger coaches, PTs or anybody who's new into the game, try and understand these things a wee bit quicker than we did. Because... It, like you and it took me years to understand that and it's through self-development and reading and just a bit of self-awareness that I was like right hold on you've been a dick for the last 27 years you're still a dick but you're less yeah. a dick now than you've been and now you're 36 and now I'm less a dick than I've ever been but I'm still a dick so yeah. you just get less of a dick every year and I think yeah. sometimes the message some people are only ready to hear it or they've just not heard it enough times and it's not stuck yet
0: go on then where where do you think it where do you obviously as an industry we like nick hit the nail on the head before is it normally comes off the back of we come into training in the gym because of we lacking confidence but just unpacking that more where do you think it specifically comes from like how does it affect their confidence like yeah how does it then can go on to consume us all in the way it does that it becomes fucking unhealthy yeah i think what Nick was
2: saying was definitely the start of it. Like you, love, you go on your own wee journey as a PT. Well, as not a PT yet, in the gym, you start training. You love training. You start feeling better about yourself, and then you want to deliver that message to more people. But like Nick said, and I never actually thought about it until Nick said it, and it's kind of swayed my mind way towards that. Where do you differentiate when you become a PT and you're helping people now you're in the gym all the time doing work and training and hanging about with your wee PT chums? until the point where you're in there for six in the morning to eight, nine o'clock at night. Like, where is the, where is the differentiation between your normal life and that? But I think to answer your question properly, Nick's already answered the first part. It all comes down to, especially social media, and it probably wasn't as bad when we were younger because there's nothing to compare ourselves with. I think a lot of these coaches are now spending a lot of their time trying to be like the PT that they think is doing the best right now. So if I was to look at, a mentor, or whatever you want to call us, I keep using that word for some reason, who are doing really well, I'm like, would I start thinking, well, I, could, I need to start doing more of what they're doing, instead of actually sitting back and saying, right, because this is where we all go wrong. You get dragged in a rabbit hole. The more mentors I've had, the more I've got dragged in a rabbit hole. The more books I've read, the more I get dragged away from who the guy I am, because mm. in self-development world, there's so much information out there, you start to go, is that the right way? Is that the right way? And then you forget. So PTs are actually going on to Instagram, and whatever they're looking at, TikTok and all that shit, and they're trying to be more like the guy or girl that they think are doing better than them. So then they get dragged away for being the person that they originally tried to be in the first place, but they weren't really sure. Does that make sense if I haven't written about that? In a fucking no, it roundabout? makes sense. It makes sense. Um, There's a lot of variables, mate, there is, but it's like, if you're getting caught up and letting your business define you, it's probably because you compete against somebody else, your expectations are far too high, or what you get into, isn't it? What you get into the PT world wasn't what you thought it was going to be. There's, there's many, many variables, mate. I think all of them packed together is, is what it is.
1: Mm. I think a lot of them stem from what you just said there. The last point is expectations. And also, like, I think we, you know, Anne says this all the time, and it is true. Like, we're such a young industry, and there's no absolute, is there? Like, as an example, like if you're comparing this against a personal service like a but getting an accountant or a financial advisor or um getting a solicitor, it's right, you do this this, this, this 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 is the way that's the way to do that, you know, and because there's no one structural way, because there is and I think it's got worse to be honest, because there is so much opportunity. There's so many different ways you can run your business and you can generate leads and you can deliver a service and you can different price points across that, you know, all the way from the basic 25 quid all the way up to whatever. There are so many things, then it's almost you're 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 paralyzed by an, analyzing everything, that paralysis by analysis scenario, isn't it? And then when you then when you add into the mix, like what social media gives a perception of because it is only a perception of what is successful and oh that person's doing well and that person's doing well and I should do this and I should do that and that's that's right and that's wrong and you add all that into the mix it's like I can understand why coaches are a little bit what the fuck do I do I'm lost yeah completely
2: yeah I lost man that's what I was thinking about when Ant was talking um, taught talk me earlier we're in a world now mate where you can easily get lost in like all that information and like I said earlier, the simple stuff still works. I don't know if we recorded that part or we might have. The simple stuff still works. Cause Ant said to me earlier something along the lines of the new, I don't know, because I said you guys were like the godfathers in the game. And that was a total compliment. But I think when Ant heard that, he thought there's a lot of change in the industry since you boys have been doing it for so long. Does the stuff that we are still using work as well as all this new flashy shite that people are using? And I think that's where all the confusion comes to because you could look at guys like you, to me and whoever else is doing it and they're probably all doing it slightly different way. But like you get all these flashy people like make seven figure businesses in six months and all that pitch and you're just, PTs are probably sitting thinking, how can how can I not do that? Like, how could yeah, I not it, do that?
0: Mate, I'll tell you where it's a dangerous game, right? Because my mentality was very similar to yours because the first time I properly met you is, um, I remember when I offered everyone a meeting, didn't I? I offered everyone an opportunity to sit down with me. And then here's, here's a point. So for people listening who doesn't really know the background properly, we went into Pure Gym. Myself and Nick were given a project to work with 10 clubs and the PTs and them clubs to retain them because they churned through quite a few PTs, right? And it was a bit of a, right, you two keep harping on about how the com- this company needs business mentors or support. The PTs need support. Go and prove your worth. That was what it was about. So there was a lot on in state for us, wasn't it, Nick? Like, at that point, like, we had to prove a fucking point. So I remember being lumped up to Glasgow Bath Street in Gym, and then meeting 20-odd PTs. Like, obviously, you were all a close-knit team, a good team, yeah. on, good good lads and all that, but very much a tough fucking – a tough team to break that, wasn't it? Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> so I remember going through, delivering the workshop, which Chris thought was shit, clearly. Um, and then off the back of it, we are. I had once. I offered once to once, and I remember meeting you for the first time. You sat in the room. He was "I don't need. I'm sound mate. The only thing my problem is is time management." So that would give me an <laughs> end, didn't it? It'd give me a bit of an end to go. All right, let's discuss that a little bit more. Yeah, well, I'm fucking doing fifty-five hours a week of PT. I'm doing this. This is what the conversation you having. Yeah. Now the reason why I bring this up is because soon as you started talking, I was like, "Fuck!" Like this guy reminds me of exactly when I was in the thick of it, and I remember that. Being like 2011, 2012, I was in the thick of it like you. And my mentality was, which is the point I'm trying to get to, is I will work harder than physically harder. I might not look the part in this fucking gym like some of the other PTs that look there. I might not have the personality that's outgoing and extroverted because I didn't at that point. But I'll tell you what, I'll fucking work harder than all of you. And that was my mentality. But then off the back of it, that mentality kind of ruined the, my whole business in a way because then I exchanged time for money I worked more in my business than on my business I was fucking sleeping in the sunbed room between sessions or in my car in the car park between sessions I was a fucking mess and at the same point this was what when do we have Lexi so this was probably 2010 2011 I, I never seen the first 18 months of a life like and You said before about I constantly information gathered. I constantly grafted and worked hard because people said that that you couldn't make a career out of personal training and all of that type of stuff. Uh, The external pressure of having a little girl on the way and all of that type of stuff. But that point, it run away from who I was. Do you understand what I mean? And do you know one of the biggest reasons why that was? And I still think that reason still stands now is we look elsewhere instead of it. And it sounds like fucking airy, fair, realistical bollocks, but we look elsewhere and not, inside do we? we never sit down and go right what's important to me what is it that i want so then when you reflect on that and go ah you know that keith that fucking keith the company <laughs> right in that first <laughs> time to
2: work on this stuff do you know what i mean that's true mate i know it's easy because we're kind of slimmer guys as we we look at that kind of stuff as like airy fairy but there's a there's a bit of truth to it, mate and for me definitely like i don't, anymore, like, mate.
0: Mate, I don't but, anymore i think it's one of the most important yeah. things you need to get your head around
2: 100 and that hundred and Generally, for anybody listening, the big, the biggest piece of advice I'm going to give today is definitely sit down with yourself and self-reflect on exactly what you're looking for for life because what works for me might not work for Ant or Nick or, or anybody else. You have to sit down and say, what is it? And it's fucking hard, by the way, as well. What is it I want for life? Like, What do I want for this business? What do I want for my family, friends, whatever that may be? Because it's dead fucking easy to get dragged and, hundred different directions chasing something that when you get it might not even be that important to you anyway. And you're just like wasted years of your life thinking you wanted something. Yeah, you know, that's financial goals or whatnot.
1: It's external. Like if you had yeah. a it's weird, isn't it? Cause it's that contradictory, ironic thing that we always kind of say, well look at what you're telling your clients and apply that information and, and advice to yourself. It's a client comes to you and they're so hyper focused on like getting to I don't know, whatever, t- 10 and a half stone, that's the number. You'd be like, it's external. You're not going to, when you get there, it's not going to mean much until you understand what that's going to give you. And so flip that around on your business. If you want that 7K, well, what's that 7K going to enable you to have, do, feel, um, provide, so forth and so forth? It's, yeah, it's, it's so ironic, isn't it? And it, I, I guess the reason is because... It's human nature, isn't it? Like we, we it's human nature to um, chase short term gratification. We're wired to go to the shortest route possible to get somewhere that our brains are wired for that. And so sitting back and reflecting and kind of going, right, well, if I get here, what's it going to give me? Or on the journey of that, I'm going to learn this. And that's going to be way more fulfilling and useful in my life than actually another zero on the end of a bank account.
2: Yeah, and when you do that, it makes your life, you feel so much better about it as well because
1: mm-hmm.
2: any time in the past where I've been chasing big things for fucking pointless reasons that I didn't know at the time, I was obsessed by it, like truly obsessed by it. Now, some of the things were quite fun. In the pure gym, I'm chasing the lifestyle records and all that. And I'm loving it. I'm literally loving every second of it. Even though the re- I, thought, I spoke to my missus about this the other day, the only reason I was doing that was for validation of for other coaches or other gym managers to say, Chris Irving smashed the fucking lifestyle record. I was just chasing external validation for anybody to say, Chris Irving can do that, Chris Irving can do that, which is fine. I was younger then and a bit stupid, but genuinely people need to sit down and just ask yourself, because see the stress that you might feel about living in the future a wee bit, like I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to achieve X, I'm trying to achieve Y. When you actually sit down and say to yourself, what do I actually need to do this week to push myself towards the goal I'm trying to achieve? Life becomes so much easier you can actually just enjoy your day instead of fucking because I think in this podcast, we'll try to get to the bottom of like, don't let your business define you. I mean, we could probably talk about it for fucking 10 hours, but we need to give the guys some maximum points of like,
0: here's some things you can do to actually fucking enjoy your, enjoy your business instead of getting stressed out and worrying about it. Yeah, mate. And I think it's just having these conversations is really going to help people. And I listen. We're not here to resonate with people. I'm not here to fucking yeah. sell something today. It's to, For people to listen to something and go, shit, I'm currently in the thick of that because what I mentioned before about me in 2010, 2011, probably had a really detrimental effect on me in 2013 and 2014 because what I was chasing, what I was trying to do, then like loads of personal issues like mental health problems and stuff like that in 2013 and 2014. I look back and go right, well, what were the triggers of them things happening? Well, you were you fucking working 70 hour weeks you had this in internal pride of wanting to be a great dad and be there for your kid and all of that but had this pressure and competitive element to yourself that you couldn't stop because you were so scared because you've come from the next to nothing that you don't want your kid to have next to nothing so then you do you know what I mean so then you invest all of that time and pressure into the business and it builds and builds and builds you mix in family things that come up, mates things that come up, going out on the other bender and all of that that's not great at the time. You mix all that and it just exploded for me in 2013, 2014 when my head went west with it all. But then when you were talking before about and you mentioned the Nitrofit event, that that started to happen for me again, you know, when we were in COVID and yeah. you we're talking about now your business, don't let your business define you. Well, it defined. Trying it was defining me in 2010, 11 and it had a big blow up in 2013 and 14 because of it. When we were in COVID, we, ge- we genuinely went back to, I think now I can look back at it and go, that was like the PT I was in 2010. Because you react, this pressure. You don't know what's going to happen. So what we did was we fucking worked and worked our bollocks off to a point of where we sat on this screen more or less for, you talk about doing PT sessions 55 a week. We're doing fucking 55 of these a week. Do you know what I mean? In the middle of COVID for about a year, 18 months. Then had a detrimental effect. I remember coming to your event and going, fuck I like I, I couldn't find my words that first 20 minutes. I didn't feel myself at all because that was the first time we've been in like an open environment where there was groups of people and I was first time delivering. And I thought I never thought something like that would affect me because I thought we'd done well in that time and all of that. It's just crazy how I mean, it's not here now, right now, with your business. If you're going through any of this, it's more than likely going to affect you in a little bit further down the line. So it's how can you find this balance to not let it define you? So then you are doing what you should be doing, but at the same time, it's not letting it affecting you, your mental health, physical health, stuff like that. So go on. We want to, we want to give them kind of take-home points and stuff to learn from. Um, where do you think that starts, mate? I mean, I touched on it earlier, but definitely under, finding out what you want for your
2: fucking, I know it sounds a bit deep, man, but finding out what you want for your life because ultimately your business is part of that this is the way I've started seeing my business in the last maybe six months. It's a good way for me to make money, to look after my family and enjoy it. So if we're going to do this for fucking 30, 40, 50, 60 years, whenever we retire, you may as well fucking enjoy it. So I've took the pressure off myself having business by saying, because it used to define me a lot by saying, this is just now a vehicle for me to look after my family and I fucking love doing it. So, I get to make money, help a bunch of coaches, which you know, you boys know I love doing that. And I know you boys love doing it as well. And it's just about trying to understand why you're doing what you're doing. So, first of all, whoever's sitting here listening to this, thinking, I need to fucking sort myself out, you need to figure out what you want for your life and your, your business because the two of them are going to go hand in hand for a while until you've got enough money to do whatever you're going to do after working life. So, figuring out what you want. Um, Figuring out your values is fucking solid, and I I don't know if you tried that. (laughs) It's It's hard, hard. mate. Your actions usually show you where your values are, and that's why a lot of the time when PTs are grafting that, there's, there's, the value is... Sometimes the value is helping people, but there's usually an underlying insecurity somewhere as well where you're maybe trying to prove somebody wrong or you came from a poor background and you're trying to get safety. Mm -hmm. Fucking the variables are so big, mate. But, yeah, actionable steps for me, the big one I want to deliver, because I'm going in circles again, is... Sit down and just ask yourself some fucking basic questions like, what do I want for this business? Like, what do I love doing in this business? What do I not like doing as much that maybe I don't need to do? Just ask yourself some questions and then figure it out. You're not going to figure it out in one sitting either. It's going to fucking take time. We're all sitting here with years of experience, still scratching my head sometimes, thinking, fuck, is this the right thing? Is that the right thing? Mm -hmm. So I think definitely try to understand what you want and switch off for everybody else. They don't matter. Like the people don't the rest of the social media world they don't mean fuck all. I always say to myself like who actually matters in my life that this business needs to help because there's probably like ninety five percent of the people that I know are seeing social media if I fucking died they wouldn't even care or know the difference and that's fine they don't have to care why would they I don't mm. I don't care if they don't do any they die so I think just understanding what truly matters in life and for me it's very easy it's literally family. Now, when I say family, I mean my missus, my kids. I've not got much other family, but close, close friends, and then looking after the people that actually are in my business as well. And That matters to me because, of course, these guys are paying money, and their business this affects their life. So I take that a little bit personal
0: sometimes as well. Mm. Nick, what are your thoughts?
1: I'd echo, I'd echo what Chris said. Obviously, because it's, it's, it is, in my opinion, the first starting point, and I think really practically i would it's the same stuff that you, chris i know you're gonna it's the same thing that chris had a problem with at the beginning and a challenge at the beginning is like unless you have that and only because i've just recently done it and i've only just really had that kind of clarity as well is that you know the work-life balance is something uh, will you ever get there where it's perfect no because shit always happens right so chasing that i think is a is is wishful thinking but i think chasing you know as good a balance as you can have at that time is important so that includes making sure you completely have a shut off point of your business at least once a week where it's not oh sit down in the afternoon and do programming because i'm not doing really doing any no like literally a complete shut off i think practically it's the very first thing that if you're starting out you won't appreciate until you later on down the line. If you're already in your business now, you're probably craving is that is that ability to do that. So that's the first thing is allow yourself to experience life outside your business properly. Um, because that will remind you of why you're working to provide you with that lifestyle. So I think practically that time away, whatever that looks like to you as an individual, is insanely important
0: do you know what the only only thing i would add to this is we've mentioned obviously stuff about working on yourself like we're in an industry where and we do it all naturally and we talk about this is where we're trying to help solve people's problems and a lot of the time most personal trainers and coaches including me back in the day don't give ourselves time to work on ourselves because it's seen as, oh, what's the point? Like, that doesn't earn us money. <laughs> yep. If I sit down and work on myself, that, that doesn't really earn me money. And well, I, another big light bulb moment that I had was, again, was in the midst of COVID, and I, I need to thank Chris Burgess for this, and I've sent him a message to do that, is I, I remember watching just before COVID started to happen, is I was watching Chris Burgess, like, take his kids to school, you know, from the bar, Chris, Take his yeah, yeah. kids to school, pick them up, and like, and live the, the, the clearly live the life that he wanted to live whilst the business is running unbelievably well, like, like, live the power doors. I was like, fuck, like, I'm taking that stuff for granted, like, just grafting all the time and all of that type of stuff. What am I doing? And that was the trigger for me where I was like, whoa, wait a minute, you're going back into that coach you used to work hours and hours just because of what obviously what's happened. It's when we come out the other side of COVID and all of that. So that was my trigger where I was like, right, I need to sit down and really start to work on myself again and what's important to me um, and put that first. And obviously when you start to do that, you always go for, like you've just said, you always go family first or you'll always be led b- through your passions. And with us, we're led through our passion, which is obviously family first. Then it might be training. Then it might be hobbies and stuff like that that are active. Then what that does is give me clarity on A, what's important, B, where do I need to put my focus? And C, actually, it starts to shut out the external bollocks that was probably affecting me in in some of the content you're putting out or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, And I think that really helps then. Like, for example, now I'll pick the kids up from school for two days a week. I'll take later two, three times a week to football or MMA or gymnastics or whatever. Um, I'll go and see my, my little girl in the dance and all of that. All that stuff that I was missing out on before that was, was important. I said it was important to me, but I wasn't fucking there. Just, yeah. just and because my business was consuming me. And then when you start to break that down, then obviously that affects all areas of your life. Do you know what I mean? And it's not it's not healthy. It is a process to go through. And I was just sat here whilst I was listening to you and going, right, well, if I'm a 21-year-old lad now, who's just come into the industry and I'm you're listening to you two, and obviously you'll say this, like, how would I how would I perceive and what would I take from this to be able to become more self-aware? What would you want? What would you, if you could tell your 21 year old or 25 year old self something regards to not letting your business control you, what would it, what would it be?
2: First of all, you probably wouldn't
0: listen. That's 25 yeah. year old Chris. So. <laughs> it's accepting that. It's
2: it? 21 year old, listen. but what I would say is make this message might not be clear to you right now. If you're just in the game and you're just new, and there's nothing wrong with like grafting at the beginning. It's it's been aware of somewhere down the line that that can't go on forever, and you need to make sure you've not went too far down the line with with foot client boundaries, with foot non-negotiables that you can't then pull it back because your business is so busy and you've went fucking two three years down the line just fucking up with no non-negotiables, no barriers for like Nick was saying when you're open, when you're closing, when you're shutting off, and then you it's too late because at that point try to turn that round is a fucking nightmare. So. Yeah, for anybody who is a bit younger in the game, it's all right to graft at the beginning. It's all graft all your life if you want, but you need to, f- at some point in time, start to realise like what's important to you. Like I said, with the family stuff, and I don't next quite personal. I don't even know if he's got like kids or whatever. But I'm the same man, but in terms of the kids stuff, like I think to myself, what is it? What is the most? When do I feel my happiest? And it definitely is around my kids. Now that's not to say if I spent fucking twenty four hours with them, I'd want like to strangle them. <laughs> so it's like the balance of everything in it. It's like but you kinda miss the dance school, you kinda miss the football matches, you kinda miss no. the stuff that they're gonna look back when they're older and say my dad wasn't there. And if we've got time I can tell a quick story about my missus, which she won't mind. Her dad when I say grafted, this guy grafted his whole life because he wanted to have enough security for the, these two girls when he's older. No, they don't they don't have a they don't have a good relationship. They just no. don't they don't dislike each other, but it just it's so broken because he was never there. He was a big CEO for massive companies around Europe, and he was always away. He thought he was doing the right thing by like having financial security for not only the wife and him, but for the next generation. Like they they're secure forever, but it came at a massive cost because
0: he does not have a relationship with any of them. It's a shame. Mate, it's so mad that, and Nick, I know you'll be able to relate like to this because you had similar clients to me, is, and you've heard me say it before. When we've ever been asked the question, What's the best lessons you've learned as a coach or running a business or anything like that? I've always said my best lessons have come from my clients, and my clients were your missus's dad. Honestly, they, they would, when we were chatting between sessions and stuff like that, they would always turn around and go, Yeah, it's done well, but it's done well at a cost or a consequence. Or like now, like I still coach now, mate because I fucking love it you know when I sat down and I've started to work out well what is it that's important to me what is it that I enjoy I fucking love coaching I still love practical coaching like and I still talk to a couple, a couple of the old blokes that I used to train a hell of a lot of and it's always more time with the kids like you haven't got time you haven't got time so you see that holiday or see that time you want to spend with them or that bit of time off you just need to go and do it you haven't got time to go and do it Um, it's not worth it and they always used to used to warn me and, say that and I think what it is, is that, and I think this is the dangerous game, and I'll let Nick pick up on this, the dangerous game that the industry is playing right now is more, 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 more more revenue, more like, can we grow, can we scale, which, listen, I think people sit here sometimes and think we're just two blokes who are, don't like that and all of that type of stuff. Listen, it's like a transformation, isn't it? Let's put it into a world of like, did I agree with people doing transformation sort of short-term? At the time, I was like, well, it doesn't align with me, but it doesn't mean I think it's wrong. Clearly, that light, it's got a place. Earning 10K, 20K, whatever it is a month, it's got a place. But has it got a place at the cost of potentially you, your business, your clients, and the people around you? And I think the industry is, is in a dangerous place in that sense where there is that mentality where everyone wants to break through the glass ceiling, doesn't it? But it's more so relating it to revenue. Nick, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think I think that always comes back to what Chris has said at the beginning and what we all know is that you can't make – your business every day is full of decision-making and you're by yourself when you're doing that decision-making. Price point, product, service, marketing, lead gen, documents, systems, process. It's all you. you. You're making constant decisions, which is really hard when you've got zero experience of making those type of decisions. Now, if you have not got a clear understanding of what it is and why it, why you want it, those decisions are going to be made on a whim and those decisions are going to be made by you resonating with someone on social media who is putting up an end result with not the process an understanding of the journey to get there or the fails or the actual scam behind it or the bullshit behind it or whatever it is. So I can kind of understand when people do go, yep, yeah, that's that one that easy because again, like you can't make that assessment of is the cost of this worth the reward if you don't know what you're aiming towards and why you're aiming towards it. So, and that's constant. I mean, we talk, we say ambivalence every day, don't we? Co- coaches are just full of ambivalence about their business. And so, when something quick, easy, attractive, simple, there's a little bit of proof of concept or the selling of the dream. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to grab hold of it. And you're not going to be bothered about it. And when someone says scale, that's the right decision. But actually when you get there, the cost is not worth the reward. Like, you know, we've been better at that. I think inadvertently, like we will work certain nights and we will not work other nights and we weren't, we work certain times and rewind probably pre pandemic or during pandemic. Yep. 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 It was just, yes, we'll do, it, we'll do it. 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 And I think now we know the kind of cost versus reward or reminded of it constantly. And a lot of the actually thinking of a specific coach we spoke to last week, you know, the cost isn't worth the reward to grow to a certain size now, which is great because she's happy where she is.
0: Do you know what I relate this to, Chris? Is if you ever listen to podcasts, which I know you do, of like elite athletes who have reached the pinnacle of their career, and um, the one that stands out to me is the the Johnny Wilkinson, one on the high performance podcast. Have you ever listened to it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But that guy's like he was defining how the World Cup was just once he won it. Even speaking about it now, puts hairs on my arms. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I it. it blew my mind, and it these little things like that, that you'll go through that resonates, like you said, at at times of your life, obviously, but that it it relates to me. I've been full of ego at my biggest revenue months, far beyond some of the figures that get thrown about these industries right now, but (laughs) physically and mentally at my weakest and unhappiest. And that is how you'll hear sports people and elite sports people. And I love listening to that environment because I love what high performance is like from a sporting perspective. Yep. And they all say the same. Like, actually, when they get to that point, they win that World Cup or they win that Ballon d'Or or they do this. And these some freaks of nature like Cristiano Ronaldo and Leo <laughs> Messi, right? But um, when they do that, it's like, okay, I've worked. I've sacrificed. My parents have gone through all of this. I've got to this point. Is that it? Like, and actually, the mental torture off the back of doing that. And that's how I related when I had a gym, PTs with me, all of that in different stages of my career where I've been like, on the surface of that, fuck, I look successful. On the surface of your business, in Pure Gym, doing 50-odd hours a week, you were, everyone looks up to you. Same with probably Nick in different areas of his businesses over the years. Everyone looks up to you, and on the surface, it looks unbelievable. But deep down, most people are, are in a pickle. Yeah,
2: and it goes back to the whole ego thing, mate. I think when you're younger, you have that ego, and you're trying to impress people. You're trying to be better than other people, and... Just because you spoke about sport, there, I mean, one of the things I've been thinking about recently is I used to be so competitive in everything I did, but I think the only place you tr- you should truly be competitive where ego isn't involved is probably sport because you're competing against somebody, to beat them in a sport. But I know certain other business owners like I need to beat this guy and I need to beat this guy, and I get a, I get a DM from somebody. You boys will know as well, but he's he's a mentor, right, or whatever you want to call them. And he met he DM'd me on Instagram, and he's like, uh, "All right, mate." This is exactly, how, I'm not exaggerating the conversation, right? He went, how's the mentorship going? I said, aye, it's gone well, mate. Cheers. And I didn't even ask him back because I couldn't be bothered talking to him. And he's like, that's me charging more than another mentor, right? Irish boy. I'm charging more than him now, he said to me. And I said, mate, you're having a conversation with the young guy. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, good on you, mate. I'm proud of you. But like, he wanted to message me to tell me that he's charging more than one of the most well-known guys in the industry, right? Who everybody knows. And I was like, mate, you're talking to the right guy. I'm just literally speaking to the guy that does not give a fuck. Maybe five years ago, I'd be like, I need to beat this guy, man. Yeah. I have to beat this guy at, at mentorship or business. But if you're competing with somebody else's business, I'm sorry. That is you. You're insecure and your ego's taken right over.
0: Yeah. And I can accept that. I definitely went through stages of that throughout my career in probably um, in, a, in, in a coach, in a gym, when I had the gym, as a coach in a commercial gym, when I started, when we were in the mentorship, looking around and stuff like that, when people started popping up left, right and centre, you go through stages of it. But honestly, the biggest part, and we talk about take-homes now and we'll go around the table, but the biggest part for me that helped me break through that is working on myself. Like a million percent, it was like working on myself of the what was important to me. Because that helped me cut out of all of the noise and all of the bullshit that come with it.
2: Um, yeah
0: focus on your mission mate. whatever your mission is in life to look after your
2: friends family your business would be a good part of that but it doesn't have to be all of it it doesn't have to be every aspect of your day your week your month your year and consume you and take over because there's very important things to do man
0: definitely it's it's funny isn't it like a lot of people in other industries must if they Looked inside the fitness industry, must think we're all absolutely mental. Like it's the weirdest place at times to be because of that. Because they can go to work and they can come home and they can shut off. And some people might look at that as being, yeah, but they get average pay for an average job and they're just fucking average people. I've heard people say that, but actually. They have the ability to shut off, even in their own self-employed business, if they have a self-employed. I I look at my mates a lot of the time, like brickies, plasterers, electricians, they're all running a self-employed business. You guarantee at four o'clock on a Friday, they shut off and they go to the fucking public bars. Why? Because that's important to them, like to shut off, to end their week, to offload, to just chill and then spend two days with the family. Do you know what I mean? And you think, God, you take that for granted in the fitness industry, because I did, because I, what I did consume me that much, the competitive element, the ego, the insecurities, led me far away from not even my mates at times, from what was important, but my family and my kids. And it's fucking pure mental, like absolutely mental, looking back at it. So I'm thankful that you've got to go through them rough points, but Jesus Christ, it done not half affect you on the way. And I wouldn't want that to affect many other personal trainers, which is obviously the whole point of why we've had this chat. Any other points that you want to cover, mate, whilst you're here that you think people could really take away? On this subject? Mm-hmm.
2: Just if, you're, if you are struggling with your business right now in that sense of, like, your fucking, the Scottish term, body, and, like, stress and overwhelm and letting your business consume you, just listen to this podcast and take notes on the things that stuck out to you the most and then start acting on it straight away. Just take one main thing from what has we have said, and just to action it, because you can definitely wind it back in a wee bit. I think it's not too late, so just fucking wind it back in and take control of your business. It is your business. You have full control over it, even if it doesn't seem that way. You might have let
0: people run all over the top of you, but you've got full control, and that's it. It's work on yourself and not your business in it, but a lot of people put the business before themselves. Nick, any final thoughts, pa that you reckon people could take away with? No,
1: just, just echo what Chris said, really. I think the Bigger things is your what, your why. And I think that's will, will help so many people moving forward. Um, and don't take it for granted that you know it might be a bit airy-fairy and hard to do because there's some they're hard questions to answer. They're hard questions to answer. I know I ran away from it when, when I did my first NLP course. I just I was like, I don't know, I have got a fucking clue, mate, <laughs> what I'll do next week, let alone in five years. So, uh, so yeah, no, that's the biggest thing I think would really help as a starting point.
0: Yeah, and I think just to kind of summarise the whole conversation, I keep coming back to, obviously, we're a young industry in terms of age, like a lot of young personal trainers. We'll come into the industry and potentially some of you will listen to this and be like, well, I've got no responsibilities right now, i.e. I've got, maybe i live at home with my parents, I've got no kids and all of that type of stuff. And that doesn't matter, like that doesn't matter. It's what's important to you right now and creating boundaries for your work to allow that to happen for you, whether that's football with the lads, whether that's going out with the girls, whether it's making sure you can still do your hobby. The amount of females that I hear come on these courses that we deliver sometimes go, yeah, I've had to give up playing netball or playing football or doing this or that because I need to you no, actually you'll, you'll kick yourself and it will affect you physically and mentally two years down the line if you drop that now. I would encourage yourself to what's important to you right now. What is it that puts a smile on your face and what is it that you look forward to in your week? Because right now you think it might be running this successful business you can shout about on Instagram. But in two years down the line, you'll be bored of that and that'll become a chore. Not the business, not helping people, not solving people's problems and changing people's lives. That's never a chore. But the fact that you have dropped some things that you're so passionate about and the love, for the sake of that business it's a sacrifice isn't it isn't it? it's like a client sacrificing carbs out of their diet or sex. do you know what i mean it's the same it is going to kick in at some point for you that's you know what i mean I agree, hey lads good chat i reckon we could talk about this stuff all day um but hopefully there's been a few good points and listen there isn't a single person that i would have wanted on the first podcast that we do back um over the new part to do something like this. especially talk about this Um, because I don't think it would be as authentic or genuine from anywhere else Honest. Um, you're an absolute legend mate um, of the game and yeah I just hope hope to God that this helps one person, I don't care if it helps anymore but if it helps one person to disconnect their business away from who they are in their life then it's a fucking bonus isn't it, mate thank you for coming on cheers I have me lads we'll have you back on soon I'm sure I heard that before, man. (laughs) I
2: mean, I get patched a belter. We are are terrible. My reputation in Pure Gym, you know what I mean?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, on that note. Cheers, lad.